0: This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Saynert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clearing. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting, a 937, a ticket, and the ticketfm.com. Good afternoon, happy Friday, and happy game day eve to everybody out there. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary with you. Rico, live from the State Fair in Grand Island, what is it like out there, Rico?
1: It's crazy. It's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, we ha- we have so much traffic going on by us. Good. Uh, the next person that walks by, I'm gonna try and get them to sample some fruitcake. So we're gonna see how that goes. Next y- person that walks by, I'm gonna you, stop them. You don't have to. We're gonna, to, see, we're you gonna don't, see what happens. But it's it's uh, it's awesome here. We have some fruitcake. We have some delicious other cake. Do you want to sample some fruitcake? You want to try some fruitcake? Come I was just, on! I was, I I was, I was gonna say over you, here. You
0: don't have You're to try so hard it. for people to try fruitcake. I mean, the it's thing. Delicious. It's delicious.
1: It's fantastic. We we got it's it, we amazing. got we have do to you wanna say you wanna try some fruitcake? It's amazing. We have
0: to crush the stereotype. That fruitcake is bad. We have to destroy the stereotype. We do. It's that delicious. Fruitcake is bad. Grandma's a lot, fruitcake is right Beatrice Bakery. A lot of other fruitcakes are bad. Beatrice Bakery fruitcake. Is delicious.
1: <laughs> it's fantastic. We
0: we need to cr- make sure that everybody knows Beatrice Bakery fruitcake. Rico, I, I, so here's but it's, the thing. It's
1: fun out here, man.
0: Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Vlick and hotline. The Sutter Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys as well as the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you go on the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream, you will notice that Rico and I coordinated our outfits today. We and didn't we, really, but we, did. we didn't. But we are wearing the same exact shirt. And I didn't think that this would be a problem until I got onto the stream and I look at myself... And we, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little pastier than you are, but I look
1: so much y- better in this shirt than you do. You do, you do.
0: <laughs> um, but here's the deal: like, it still looks kind of, kind of, kind of dorky that we're wearing the same shirt.
1: Nah, we're fine. <laughs> we're great. We definitely, we definitely did not plan this. We didn't. Nah, man, it's dude, it's awesome out here. I got there. So as soon as the show is over, there's like this place out there that's like making burgers, and I'm 100% gonna go out there and get a burger. Perfect. Maybe a corn dog. I'm not sure. I haven't had a corn dog in forever, and I love corn dogs, so I might go get one. Um, but there was some BMX, there were some BMX bikers out I here. I saw earlier. that video. They were doing some tricks. So I saw, I like you know, take that video. I should have mm-hmm. waited a little bit because they were getting some massive air, like right after I took that video. But I was like, I right, took the video. I'm not taking another one. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, just walking around. This is actually my first time ever. At the State Fair. So yeah, when, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it all in, and I'll be here today and tomorrow. When
0: I go out there Sunday, because I'm, I'm coming out there Sunday, when I yeah. head out there Sunday, it'll be the first time that I'm out there when it, since it's been in Grand Island, because it used to be in Lincoln. I actually went to, I believe I was pretty young, but a Martina McBride concert in Lincoln. Wow. It was outdoor, obviously. I might be wrong about that. My, my parents and my sister <laughs> wanted to go, so I, you know, i was Somebody correct him. I was, I was, I was forced to go um it wasn't a great experience but I just remember going to an outdoor concert at the state fair but once again 402-464-5685 quick update because I did run over to Devaney I saw that I've
1: got Husker. so Beatrice Bakery's got a big old tv right here so we've got Husker Volleyball on right now
0: awesome yeah so Nebraska they're
1: fruitcake they're (laughs) playing you want to try some fruitcake it's delicious I
0: promise Anyway, Nebraska volleyball is playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi in the Emeritus Player Challenge right now, and their game started about an hour after it was supposed to. Started about noon, but Huskers. Try some fruitcake? Rico, Rico. I'm sorry. This
1: is sorry. I got to do this. Yeah. The we have some fruitcake here from the Beatrice Bakery.
0: The Huskers are in the middle of set number three right now, and they're lo- they're well on their way to sweeping the Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Um, they are up 14-4 to four right now in set number three. They won the first 25-15 and won the second 25 to 25-16, despite quite a few service errors um, in the first set as well. So I had to leave after the first set, obviously. But in the eight or ten minutes that I drove back here to the uh, the studio to do the show, they won set number two. So they made quick work in set number two. Uh, 25-15 once again in the first set. 25-16 in the second set. And they're up 15-4. to four. In set number three, right now, over oh, yeah. Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I mean, they're, they're just kind of putting they're, in some work right they're, they're now. They're pretty good.
1: I'm getting texts from, text from my wife because unfortunately it's over there, and I got like lean to like look at the TV. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't really been watching that much, but she's been texting me. She's listening to it while she's at work. And uh, turns out, or uh, should be listening. Uh, it, seems, it seems like that uh, that uh, Kennedy Orr first touch bump set by mm-hmm. Lexi Rodriguez. Kennedy Orr getting the kill has uh, worked a couple of times already, which is extremely exciting to see. <laughs> Or to hear that that, that that's a yeah. thing, and Whitney Lowenstein apparently uh, putting some work in, Maddie Kubik doing her thing. Uh, I I did get a chance to see a couple Caitlin Horde kills uh, and yeah. some blocks. So this I, team is on a roll, and I am excited. I know I, it's I know it's just Texas A and M Corpus Christi, yeah, but still putting the work in early. Do you like it? It's delicious. It was good,
0: it? exactly.
1: That's yeah, right. You can have one. Um, okay, so
0: here's the thing. Well, I wish I could have gotten this on video because I was videotaping the starting lineups while while they were introducing the Huskers. And Caitlin Hoard, the obviously the the multi-time All American for transfer from Penn State, the middle blocker, mm-hmm. um, she got the loudest ovation at the Bob Devaney Sports Center, and she then took her volleyball, the bo- volleyball that they they throw out to the crowd. Yep. She tries to throw it about twenty rows deep. On the south, or excuse me, north side of the Devaney Center, but instead it slips out of her hands and I kid you not, chucks it at about 20 miles an hour in the front row. I kid, I, 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 I'm not joking. It literally just, dr- just, just, just drills, somebody. just drills. And and obviously there's some you know elderly people sitting up in yeah. the first couple rows, and they they weren't quick enough. They did not get to duck. They did not duck. They did not get out of the way quick enough. That they just awesome. took the blow from the little squishy volleyball that they throw out. That but uh, the the whole entire Husker volleyball team lost it. The bench with John Cook and Jalen Reyes uh, started laughing as well. But I kid you, I, I'm serious, guys. They. She tried to chuck it. She, like, launched, and she angled her body where she was going to chuck it deep, and then, bam, just a line drive right into rows two and three <laughs> on the floor. So um, that is awesome. I, I wish I, I could have gotten that, that on video, but she had the loudest uh, ovation when her name was called, the, the transfer from Penn State, but then it was immediately followed up by her by drilling a, some, by el- a
1: missile. <laughs> yeah, a missile
0: into some elderly elderly, elderly people in the first yeah, couple she, rows.
1: She got one of the loudest ovations, if not probably the loudest ovation at the red white scrimmage as well. People are excited yeah. for the Penn State transfer uh, who's putting in some work in the middle. If I you know catching a couple things here mm-hmm. and there, looks like Texan m Corpus Christi went to their bench already. That's probably that's, a good that's idea. The text I got. They are they
0: are down nineteen to six right now in set number three. Mm. So Nebraska is well on their way to a sweep. Um barring something crazy. Uh, they are that up thirteen be, points. That, that would be bad. Would be that would wild. be that would be bad. John Cook John Cook threw his uh, little portfolio thing down on the on the scores table when they allowed three straight points mm. and to to cut the lead in the first set to twelve. So how I, I, dare they how dare they? How dare they they allow the lead to get to twelve? So Not a fan. um yeah, I know Maddie Kubick though has eleven kills so far. Okay. Um and then Becca Alec, who was pretty impressive in person, first time I was able to watch her in person. Oh, obviously, she is, she is an athlete. Um, she was she has seven kills only on one air, seven kills on Ooh. nine attempts. So nice. that's that's hitting a high percentage gritty. hitting six sixty seven so far. How is
1: Kennedy Orr's stats looking like? This is her first time yeah. setting in a, in a in a big game.
0: Yeah, so Kennedy Orr has twenty three assists on has one kill on four attempts. She's hitting two fifty. Uh, but like I said, twenty-three attempts, uh, or excuse me, twenty-three assists okay. and uh, seven digs.
1: I like it. I yeah. like it. Like I said, this is this is her you know her first start for the big red machine. And uh, the next game, they're actually going to start Annie Annie Evans. So et cetera. there you go. So they're gonna they're you know still trying to figure things out. But this is kind of like what they did last year. is kind of what what uh, head coach John Cook did last year, where the mm-hmm. first first few games, first, you know, the, the little tournaments and then the other games, uh, before you get into the big competition, you're using this to to figure things out and and try to build this team up and, and you know, find a cohesive unit.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep you updated with that um, as we go through the show. Once again, 402 464 5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sardar Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you the rest of the way as well as the video stream. You can always hit us up on Twitter as well, Nick underscore Sanert or at Radio Rico AC. The score, Nebraska 20 and Texas A&M, Corpus Christi 8. Let's take a brief break away from volleyball for a moment, Rico, because okay. tomorrow is Husker football.
1: Football.
0: Football is here. Wow. Husker football is here. And so, um, I know.
1: American football. American football. Font. Let's go.
0: Yeah, nothing, nothing I would want more. I, I, so there's pictures coming out from the pep rally, and Trev Alberts posted out a photo and everything like that. Ooh. There's a lot of red there, number one. Number two, I don't know about you, Rico, but I am extremely jealous of everybody that got to go oh, over
1: one, there. Oh, 100%. Just, just you know, I, I kept saying, yeah, I don't want to go to Iowa, I don't want to go. And then, like, looking yeah. at all the pictures that people are posting and, and the pep rally and, and the stadium, I'm like, you know. Would have been kind of nice to go to Ireland. Yeah, you know, game. you know what? Honestly, I would <laughs> no,
0: have been okay. Well, you know I think with, I might
1: have wanted to go. Yeah, I, wh-
0: why was I lying to myself <laughs> that I wouldn't <laughs> want to to travel across the sea for a Nebraska football yeah. game? What is better than that?
1: Remember, like last month. like a couple weeks ago when it was announced that Nebraska had sold like 10,000 tickets and people were like, that is not a lot of tickets. This is going to be a problem. Nebraska's not not showing up. And then they show the picture of the pep rally day and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, so they did show up. Okay, so they did show up
0: and we were wrong. They are are there in full force.
1: My bad. Yeah, yeah. I should have known better. Uh, but
0: hey, maybe maybe what the thing was, Rico, is that we called him out on not buying tickets that's and not insane. going to Ireland.
1: You're welcome. Yes. Husker so Nation.
0: no, it's not even Husker Nation. You're welcome, Husker Football, because we just provided <laughs> you with your fan fan yeah, yeah uh, that's fan what you section. Do.
1: When you call out Husker fans, they show up. That's what happens. I, I love so, you know, it. We were like, we we're like, you don't go to Ireland. What's up? And then yeah. They we're like, you know what? We're gonna go to Ireland because Nick and Rico said we weren't yeah. gonna go to
0: Ireland. Yeah, because they they challenged us to go to Rico and spend or spend go to go to Ireland and spend a thousand dollars and so exactly. and and You're here we welcome. go. Yeah,
1: come on. I don't, you know, I ain't, I'm not gonna spend the money, but you know, you can. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'll I'll just live vicariously through you, please. Um, <laughs> just post more pictures. <laughs> yeah, keep them coming. That's what I kept telling Jake, I'm like, Jake, keep the pictures coming. I'm come just on. living vicariously. Just, just keep them rolling. And he's like, All right, cool, I will. And so um once again, Honda Lincoln hotline, Starter Heyman text line. Okay, Rico, so I know you you and Bach probably talked a little bit about it on the on the water cooler just last hour. But what are your concerns do you if you have any going into tomorrow? Because we talked to Jay Foreman on early break this morning mm-hmm. and he sure he said, I don't necessarily have any concerns, I'm just curious about a couple things. And I think after he mentioned that and brought up the word curious, I, I think that's where I lay as well mm-hmm. is I'm not necessarily concerned about somebody not showing up, or I'm not necessarily concerned about a position group. I'm more curious how Casey Thompson performs. I'm more curious who, who emerges from that running back room and wide receiver room. I'm more intrigued on who's the better pass rusher, who's the better run, run, uh, run stopper. Is it O'Shawn? Is it Garrett Nelson? Who is it? That, that's what I'm more interested in, but I'm not concerned about these guys not being ready.
1: No, not really. I mean, I guess by one – this is is literally the only concern. It's a concern that maybe people had two years ago, three years ago uh, when they had a new center. Yeah. Is the ball getting back to the quarterback? That's my only, and it's a small concern because Trent Hickson has played center before. It's not like he's switching over from tight end mm-hmm. to the offensive line. He's played center before, so that's my that's really my only concern. But other than that, it's it's you're right. It's curiosity. My curiosity. My main curiosity is the middle of that defensive line. I just talked to Bach about. Oh, it. Oh, interesting. It is is after everybody transferred away, after all those D tackles transferred away, and we had Ty Robinson as like the lone returning guy with with any experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is you know this is even including Colton feast who was a black shirt with Ty Robinson becoming being the only guy with like the most experience coming back after everybody from that defensive tackle room left you get Stefan Win you get Devin Drew these guys transfer in to to become you know difference makers for Nebraska my one curiosity is are they going to stand up to this Northwestern rush offense because it's not prolific it's yeah. not like it's you know the end all be all they're not a they're not a Wisconsin they're not an Iowa they're not an Ohio State not a Penn State even um, but They are focused on running the ball. Northwestern wants to run the ball. They're not going to pass it all that much. Ryan is not that great of a passer, at least in the Big Ten. He was in South Carolina, but something happened in the Big Ten. He's not. Northwestern's going to want to run the ball. So this is actually a pretty good first test for those D tackles to see if they can hold up against the rush. I I understand that their best offensive lineman is on the outside and he's working on stopping the pass rush, but still. This this team wants to run the ball, so seeing those guys and and what they're going to do is is my main curiosity. I guess another one would be you know the secondary. You've got Quentin Newsome with a lot of experience, and then your next three are you know getting their first taste. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, Marquis Beaver getting his first start for for Nebraska football. The other two getting their first taste of Nebraska football uh, coming in from from other situations. So. The, the middle of the defensive line yeah. and probably the, the middle of the secondary is probably my thing. A
0: little bit of a side note while you're talking about Marquise Buford and kind of that secondary, there's been some number switches uh, switching yes. up a little bit. Marquis Marquise Buford's now wearing number one and Miles Farmer is now wearing number eight. So Miles Farmer, now the third time that he's switched numbers. He was wow. 18, then he was four. And now he's number eight. So okay. uh, just to just kind of keep an eye out for that tomorrow while you're watching. Hopefully a Huskers win. You mentioned the running game for Northwestern Rico, and I mean they have Evan Hole, who we've mentioned quite a bit this week. 196 yep. carries last year, 1,000 yards um, last season for Northwestern in a disappointing year. But now they get Cam Porter back as well, so they get a, a second option back at running back that they feel pretty confident about. Ryan, uh, Pat Fitzgerald says that they like the way that Cam Porter's regressed. He said that earlier this week in his press conference, but I'm right there with you. I I would say that Northwestern's offense is one-dimensional at best. Yeah. Like, they are going to run the ball. They might throw in a play action every now and then. But if you think back to maybe last year in Nebraska's offense, right – there would be that 70-yard pass to Samari Toure that Nebraska would throw near the beginning of every single game. They would Mm -hmm. try to run Xavier Betts uh, across the middle, or they would try to run Omar Manning a couple times against Oklahoma across the middle on a little skinny post. They actually scored a touchdown on one of them in the Oklahoma game. You're not going to get that from Northwestern. You're going to get... Yeah, please do. You're not going to get that from Northwestern. You're going to get conventional, run the football. When it doesn't work, we're still going to run the football. And that's what makes them... In years past, a competent Big Ten West team and a competitive yep. Big Ten West team. So it's not necessarily a knock against the Wildcats because it's worked for them. They've won two of the last four Big Ten West Division titles.
1: They've been consistent with their with their want to run the ball. And I mean, look would you would you take the over the under on twenty two passes thrown by Northwestern? I mean, that's I would take under. That's, that's a legitimate thing. Is, unless is Northwestern doesn't want to pass.
0: Yeah, unless you know, obviously the score is is out of hand and they're trying to you know get back into that game with some quick passes quick breaking yeah. news um just got the alert that nebraska sweeps or excuse me sweeps texas a&m corpus christi three sets to zero they win the third set 25 to nine
1: hayden Kubic got the final kill
0: how about that that's he pretty awesome it.
1: that means you know what that means not red shirting
0: not red shirting there you go um so they win the their first set through or excuse me first match three sets to none uh, final stat lines in this one before we get back to volleyball. Kennedy Orr finishes with 26 assists in her first start at the center position, has seven digs as well. Um, Lexi Rodriguez finishes with tw- a team high 12 digs, while uh, Maddie Cumic- Cubic, excuse me, finishes with a team high 11 kills. Whitney Lowenstein with eight kills, Becca Alec with seven, Caitlin Horde, the Penn State transfer, with five and then Lindsey Krause with four, and then three players have one apiece. So That is a balanced attack. Balanced attack, yeah. So I like it, it. It, it. It's exciting there. Um, Nebraska as a team hits three eighty eight hitting percentage. They hold Texas A&M Corpus Christi to a negative hitting percentage, negative .021 um, hitting percentage today. And so really good uh, opener for Nebraska. I'm sure John Cook will uh, not rest easy. <laughs> and this team, though, it came, they came out and they looked like the number one team in the country.
1: Oh yeah, they got another game today. Uh, we'll see what happens in that one. I think it's Tol- Tulsa, right? I get the T one. Tulsa Tulane. I always get those uh, Yeah, so I Tulsa's in Tulsa. it. Yeah, Tulsa's in it I because when, when
0: I when I rolled up to the at about ten forty five today, it was Tulsa and Pepperdine playing, and they play Pepperdine tomorrow night. So. Or tomorrow, so right. um, it Tulsa, will be Tulsa tonight.
1: Tulsa with Annie Evans as the setter uh, today, and then Pepperdine uh, for the Hames-Hames matchup tomorrow. There
0: you go. Uh, once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Starter haman text line. Want to hear your guys' thoughts. Want to hear your guys' predictions on the score tomorrow. We'll read them all off here in throughout the show. Going back to football, though, really quickly here now that we can put a bow on on volleyball how, if you had to give a rating, Rico, on where this offensive line is at, where your confidence is at where the, with this offensive line, because I, I, we were talking to multiple people this morning, and, and we had some callers on early break and on the drive with AD and RAF that were sitting here saying, Cam Juergens was your best offensive lineman last year, and now he's gone. You're switching up so many people and their positions on this offensive line. You bring in, like you said, Trent Hickson, who has experience at center, just hasn't played. Why? Because Cam Juergens' a second-round pick was your starting center last year, mm-hmm. and so I guess if you had to add, or if I had to ask you, what level of confidence you are on a scale of one to five, where would you lie? Where would you? Where would you set up shop at?
1: Can I give you two? Yeah. Can I? So the interior, the center, and the two guards. I am at. I, this is going to sound weird, and people might chastise me for this. I'm at a four. Okay. I really? like Turner. I like Turner Corcoran at guard. I really like him at guard. Okay. I like Trent Hickson at center, and I believe Brock Bando is going to be starting at the other guard position, and I feel good mm-hmm. about that. You saw Brock Bando a little bit last year uh, when he was coming in uh, for injuries and just a couple breaks in there at, at that guard position. He was at right guard, that right guard position. Um, the tackles, though, I'm at like a two. Oh. I am hoping, I am hoping that the addition of Donovan Raiola takes Bryce Benhart to that level that people probably believed he was going to be at uh, when he was first brought into Nebraska when they won that recruiting battle to bring him in. And then Teddy Prohaska is just a big question mark because look, I don't know how his knee's doing. I mean, yeah. they, they, he's he's playing, he's practicing. They say he's cleared. He's got a big old brace on his leg, but at the same time, like. Is he healthy? Is he truly, truly yeah. healthy? Well, is 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 does he have enough confidence? I guess that's that's the better thing. Does he have enough confidence in that knee yeah. to, to take those kick steps to, to to take on those you know extremely large defensive linemen for Northwestern mm-hmm. to, to attempt to stop them from getting into Casey Thompson? That's those two. Those two on the outside are my my biggest concerns. The interior, I'm actually extremely extremely confident about him, extremely excited about the interior of the offensive line. The two tackles, I'm scared. I'm I'm, I'm actually scared, although you've heard uh, nothing but good things from Bryce Benhart coming out of camp, and, and I mean, people are excited about Teddy, so we'll see what happens.
0: I'll be 100% honest with you. My confidence or or uh, belief in the tackle position since we're bringing, since we'll kind of separate those two cat um, into categories, my confidence in the, in the tackles has actually decreased as the offseason oh. went on. Oh, so really? because I, I thought I sat back and I thought about it more. And this is no, this is no knock against Teddy Prohasco or Bryce Benhart. Because here's the thing Bryce Benhart's career just unfortunately hasn't gone as, as smooth or as successful as we all hoped or expected it to as a four star recruit out of, uh, I believe, Wisconsin, Michigan, Wisconsin, one of those. I know Nebraska beat Wisconsin out for him. But either way, um, he was a four, high four star offensive lineman that it was a big win because we took him from Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is this exceptional offensive line developmental program, mm-hmm. and Nebraska won in a recruiting battle against them from a kid that is either in their own state or near their home state, closer to Wisconsin than it is Nebraska. That is true. But it hasn't gone as planned. And then you look at Teddy Prohaska, and once again, it's all about projection with him still, right? Yeah. We, right at the end of last season, I thought to myself, we got left tackle – Locked down. Why? Because Teddy Prochaska looked good in his few games that he played for Nebraska. And you can argue that left tackle is the most important position on the offensive line because it's protecting your quarterback's blindside. Mm-hmm. And so when you're sitting here, but as the offseason went on, I'm thinking more about it. And I'm thinking, man, we really didn't see a whole lot of Teddy Prochaska. Yes, it was against, you know, Michigan that we saw him, but we didn't see a whole lot of Teddy Prochaska in back to back to back consecutive weeks. Yeah. And,
1: Northwestern, and he played yeah. a, a half of a quarter against Michigan. And,
0: and, and in the Big Ten, we know it that over the course of, of, of multiple games in consecutive weeks, it can really take a toll on you because it's such a physical and and, and, phys, and, and just physical conference, I suppose. I'm so, gonna push we push back at wet blanket. That's fine. So once we here, – here's a, one second. So, yeah, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Once, uh, once we see him and how he performs, we'll be able to understand and maybe judge his play a little bit better and more accurate. He says he feels good. But he also admitted that there's a complete difference and a major difference from getting healthy and then getting back into playing shape as an offensive lineman. And so you don't know how he's going to respond from that injury. Now, that's not to say that I I don't have confidence in him being able to come back from it. We just still are waiting to see what kind of offensive lineman he can be in consecutive weeks, if that makes sense.
1: No, yeah, I get that. So I'm going to push back at Wet Blanket. Wet Blanket's on here on the text line saying, uh, "Would you be as confident in the O-line coach was in the O-line coach if he was an NFL assistant O-line coach and Power Five grad assistant, whose brother was Jake Colton and not Dominic Raiola?" Yes, I would because he was an NFL assistant offensive line coach and a Power Five grad ass- grad assistant for an offensive line that was extremely physical and extremely good in Notre Dame. So, yeah, I would still feel extremely confident about an offensive line coach uh, coming with that pedigree. Uh, And he says, so Rico heard good things coming out of camp about Ben Hart. Who has he heard not good things about coming out of camp? Does this still mean something to you? Yes, because it's not just from the coaches. It's from other people who have been in and around the team who – Sometimes have things to say that you know aren 't the most flattering about players, but what they 've said about Bryce Bennard is he may not that he has he may have taken that next step he 's more confident he 's you know taking more of a leadership role on the offensive line, so hearing things about that and and you know knowing the pedigree that Donovan Raiola has, it mm-hmm. makes me more confident i again not extremely confident like I said. I, I'm at a two at a five for the for the offensive tackles, but for the guard spot, I feel really the guard and the center spot, I feel really good about.
0: I would also add this to that whole conversation when we discuss the offensive line so many times, whether it's you or me, Rico, or even the fan base, we always talk about how the offensive line is a mentality, right? The offensive line and and, and the offensive line groups in the Big Ten conference a lot of times are a mentality. You you want to bulldoze that guy, you want to go through that guy, that defender. And Nebraska, nobody can argue this. Nebraska's slightly below average offensive line has not had that mentality in years past. No. So I don't care what the coaching pedigree is or the coaching resume is if you can have if you can come in install some kind of mentality, a more physical mentality, a more big ten uh, oriented mentality into this offensive line then it's going to be better than it was at the beginning or at last year. And that's not a knock on Greg Austin. That's just saying that you need to have a better and tougher mentality as an offensive line group at Nebraska. Hello, Vrishan.
1: <laughs> it's good to see you, Vrishan. Vrishan, how do you feel about the offensive line? I think the offensive line... Yeah, what's your, what's your, what's your confidence level on the offensive line? Hey, Vershawn,
0: Vershawn, yeah. I, I need you to rate the offensive li- your confidence in the offensive line on a scale of one to
2: five. Four and okay. a half. Why?
1: I split it into two. I split well, because, because I
2: think they got a new coach. I think so. And, yeah. and, and I used to coach when I was at the Omaha Nighthawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riola was our center. And I know where he comes from. I know what he's cut from. And I know that he wants to – they have to have his mentality. Exactly. If they get his mentality with him coming from Chicago, Bears, bro, it, it should be the mentality of success. Yeah. So I just think that they're going, they're going to shock a lot of people. I, Last I agree. Last year, Nick, did you know that we ran the ball 53 times for 427 yards? I did. And seven touchdowns. Yep. Holy smokes. Yeah, what do we, what do we, what are we even? Conversating well, that, for? That's what I was just Smash Mouth Husker football.
0: That's what I was just telling Rico is that this, this whole offensive line, you 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 can get excited about it to an extent because of the mentality shift. And that's yes. not a knock on Greg Austin, but we've also heard it straight from the players. This is not us just going to a press conference and listening to what Donovan Ryola was talking about. Nori yes. Noeli sat in this studio and told Rico and I on the happy hour that the difference between the two coaches is that Greg Austin had a cookie-cutter way that he wanted his guys to work, and he tried to install a mentality. And that's not a knock. Some guys coach that way, some guys don't. Donovan riola doesn't care how you do it, just get the flipping job done. And, and and just use your men to, and just use that hard nosed mentality, the physical football of the Big Ten, to get your job done, and and that's sometimes that it's just what you need is a mentality change, a shift in, in how his coaching's done. And, and I'm not saying that Nebraska's offensive line is going to be a top five unit in college football. I'm not saying that these five guys are going to be top five picks in the NFL draft come 2024 and 2025 because I think that's being out of line and not being realistic. But to say that Nebraska's not going to be able to run the ball this year is just, it, it, we don't know that yet
2: until we've seen it. No, I, you're exactly right. I, I think we don't know, but, but all all bets point to Whipple playing some Whipple ball, run first, pass second mentality, and I think uh, if we do that, it should be a blowout. I, I'm, I'm going to listen, I'm getting ready to jump in the vehicle, I'm going to listen to you guys' um, predictions, but... Fifty six to seven is still mine. I think we blew them out. I think we beat the tar out of them. They they've got the same guy, Fifty. You let me say it again. Why don't Nick, you just say we're going to put up eighty on them, New York Knickerbocker? What's up? We put up forty two points and a half. I in, know we in did one half. Last I know. Year. I know we did. The ball don't fall too too, too, too it, Here, it's, le, it's, let, me let me ask you this.
0: Let me ask you this, Sean. Do you think so? So we know what worked last year, which was running the football consistently, right? Yes. how much do you think we come out and run the football tomorrow? It's a genuine question because I don't have an 60, answer for 40. 60 it. 60-40. Okay. Really? 60-40. See, yeah, it, I, I see something where, where Whipple's going to want to air it out, show his offense, and showcase Casey Thompson's arm just a little bit right out of the gate tomorrow. But then I also see – I'm going back and forth about this because then I also see a scenario on where Nebraska's heavy run because it
2: worked last year. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got to go with what, you, what works, man. Go with what they give you. If they give you – if they give you the run, take it, you know. And the run, they gave us the run all last year, so we should take it again this year. Yeah. They, they don't have anything new to add to the fold besides those defensive linemen and that linebacker. Yeah. Everything else is still old. It's still Northwestern. So it, it, it doesn't, for me, if we got better, right, in coaching and special teams and offense and defense, then we should destroy Northwestern if we got better. Yeah,
1: I mean, do not you think they were they were also attempting to get better in the off season? Who Northwestern? Yeah,
2: no, they didn't get better.
1: They, they didn't. I think they might have. They
2: don't. They're not deep enough. Even they're not fast have, enough. Well, they're not have, enough. They're not big enough. They're not strong enough. Same
1: players. I feel like I feel as if you know a coach like Pat Fitzgerald can get the most out of those guys. And maybe last year wasn't quite the the level that he was expecting. But I, I believe that that he. Maybe this year he gets the most out of these guys.
2: Can you believe this though? That we were we, at that point that we played Northwestern last year. We were what two and three? That was our last yep. win, Vershawn. That was the we're on a six game skid, sir. So is Northwestern. Not great. Uh, well, some the, the the streak breaks tomorrow. For somebody's going to break for the Nebraska, tomorrow. for
0: Nebraska, absolutely, yeah.
2: Nebraska, sir. For the big red machine. It will be streaking tomorrow. The streak oh, whoa, to whoa, end. whoa! Really, we'll be streaking, streaking tomorrow. tomorrow. I'm not streaking yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you guys are going to streak when we win fifty-six to seven. I can't, you're I can't down Forty Eighth I, nope. I can't. Didn't I got a post to game to show to do. Yeah, Didn't you, agree you, to this. You're going to streak on the on the radio. I got a post pass. game.
0: Post game show to do. Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> All right, Vershawn.
2: Streak here. I'm out, Dr-
0: Drive safe, man. Back to Omaha. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, buddy. There is Vershawn Jackson. Appreciate him for always stopping by and having some Dude, takes crazy. of his. Let's go ahead and take a timeout. When we come back, I want there was a comment on the stream from Lavender Chance, and I want to or Lavender, Lavender. Chance. Why La- did you say it? Like I that? don't know. I thought the E was an A, La- but I was Lavender. Shance. Lavender. <laughs> um, but anyway. There's a comment on the stream. I want to push back on that just a little bit, kind of discuss it um, and, and kind of walk through our thoughts. Uh, it's a happy hour on a Friday. Then we'll we'll wrap up the show with our predictions. Once again, though, quick on volleyball Nebraska sweeps Texas AM Corpus Christi. Looks like the number one team in the country. Um, looks like they're all parts of it. So exciting stuff going on down at the bob. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, continue with our Game Day Eve coverage of the happy hour or on the happy hour coming up next on 93.7, the ticket.
2: Follow Nick
0: and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and
1: fm.com The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's,
2: your rules.